All right, another episode of the Daily Podcast with me, Eric B. No guests today, just a couple topics that I want to talk about, a couple topics that I want to bring up. San Francisco local topics that's been bothering me since 2020. I'll let you know what it is on the other side of the break. So let's get this started. Welcome, everyone. It's the Daily Podcast with your host, Eric B. Yes, there's some issues that I need to bring up here in San Francisco. Some serious, some serious issues enough that I think I need to bring it up. Um, I'm going to go play some background music. This background music is going to have some words and it. it's kind of my favorite thing going on right now. It's called Acoustic Chill Music. And this one, lost, it's a cover of Cindy Lauper's Time After Time. If you guys want this playlist, let me know. Uh, it's an Apple Music playlist. So if you guys are Apple Music users, I'll go ahead and share this with you guys. But back to the issues in hand. Um, San Francisco is back to pretty much everything, right? We have our shelter in place has been lifted. The mask mandate just lifted on Saturday. And, you know, you walking around anywhere in the mall, anywhere outside, you'll notice some people who are supposedly fully vaccinated, they can walk around maskless if they so choose to. But me being careful, me being the person that I am, I'm most likely still going to wear the mask. I'm still going to keep the mask on just because of, you know, I work in healthcare. And for someone like me who works in healthcare, you got to be extra careful so I'm glad the place I work, the mask mandate is still mandatory where I work. And I think stores or places where you have to go and patronage, I think you should still be able to, you know, put the mask on just for your safety. Went to the mall the other day just to go walk around, just to go grab some food. Uh, we were in Hillsdale and Hillsdale is considered San Mateo County out there. Um, Hillsdale is a city south of San Francisco south of the airport so if you guys know what i'm talking about that's where hillsdale is and just to walk around the mall indoor mall to see half of the people not wearing a mask and they're giving you that look like they're looking at you like are you gonna say something because they know the mask mandate's been lifted i don't have to wear a mask anymore so they're waiting for you to say something and again, I had my mask on the whole time. Um, I'm not going to, you know, remove my mask um, unless I'm eating. And, you know, which I did. We went to go eat and decided, you know, that's where we're going to take the mask off. But other than that, walking around the mall indoors, I'm keeping my mask on the whole time. So my little issue here in San Francisco is what's going on is a lot of you guys know I'm not a big fan of the mayor that we have in office. And I have a lot of friends who went to school with the mayor. Mayor went to Galileo High School here in San Francisco. That's public knowledge, so I'm not, you know, I'm not saying anything that's secretive. She grew up in the Western Edition, which is, you know, where I grew up as well also. And she took over when Ed Lee passed away of a heart attack a couple of years ago. 2019, we had the whole COVID scare that was going on around the world. 
March of 2020 is when everything got shut down. Businesses, places that we worked at, they told us not to go into work. Well, some of you guys who were lucky enough to work from home, you guys work from home. But, you know, unlike some of you, us healthcare workers, we had to come to work. No matter what, we had to come to work, which we did. We did. I had no issues with that. It was a ghost town everywhere you went. Um, restaurants were trying to find ways to stay alive. And, you know, I felt bad for local restaurants or even restaurants that's been around forever. Thaddich Grill, Lou's um, Diner Cafe in, in um, Ocean Beach area. Even the Cliff House, the iconic Cliff House, had to close because of COVID. So... The mayor decides, okay, you know what? Well, since there's not a lot of cars on the streets, let's go ahead and close certain streets of San Francisco. It's called slow streets is what she called it. So they close certain streets. They close Great Highway. And if you guys know who live in San Francisco, Great Highway is a thoroughfare that connects the Richmond District of San Francisco moving south to the Sunset District. It'll take you all the way to Westlake, Daly City, Skyline Boulevard. That's a nice little thoroughfare that can take you over there. And a lot of people use it either when they're driving home or when they're just, you know, trying to get from point A to point B. It's a really fast route that can you can cut across if you're on the Daly City side. If you're from San Francisco, you guys understand what I mean. I'm not going to go into details about that. But it's a fast route to get you from point A to point B. She decides to close that little street, that long, was it a two-mile street, two-mile road that takes you from one side to the other? She decides to close that and make it a public place for people to ride their bike. All right. Understand. Understood why she did the slow streets. Her, her issue was, let's go ahead and get people, encourage more people to go outdoors and exercise. Something which I think the mayor should take into her consideration because she doesn't look like she exercises. Anyways, so she does that. She closes Great Highway. She closes parts of the streets of San Francisco. And these are like little streets, little alleyways that, you know, not a lot of cars go through anyways. But in 2020, when the streets closed down, the restaurants closed down, there wasn't a lot of people moving between point A and point B. And the only people that were going to work, again, essential workers, people that worked in the hospital, people that worked in healthcare in general, frontline workers, like people that worked at grocery stores. You guys know what I'm talking about. We've been there exactly. You know what it is. All right. Let's fast forward to now. 2022. By the time you listen to this, today is February 20th, 2022. So when you decide to listen to this or when you hear what I have to say, you guys will understand what I'm talking about. February 20th, 2022, and there was this big controversy a couple months ago about the Great Highway. People who lived in the area wanted to keep it closed because it was a good place for people to go out, ride their bike, and enjoy, you know, the weather. Some other people who lived in the area also said, well, I don't like that the traffic is being diverted to my neighborhood when my neighborhood used to be really, you know, quiet. There wasn't that many cars. Now there's like a thousand cars a day going through my neighborhood because of this one thoroughfare. All right. Golden Gate Park. 
Since 2020, the mayor and the city decided to close parts of Golden Gate Park so no cars can get through. Now, the Golden Gate Park is another road or, or another thoroughfare that can get you from east to west. And if you're trying to divert traffic or you know there's going to be a big jam pack on one side of the road, a lot of people take Golden Gate Park as a shortcut. I'm one of those guys. Now, the area that she blocked is Martin Luther King Drive, and the area that she blocked is where the museum is, where the Ferris wheel is, is the way to get to um, Stowe Lake, that little area. And it's kind of like a high tourist area, right? So why are you going to close that part? Well, I understood why she closed it then, but now that things are opening back up, schools are pretty much 100%. Only certain people are working from home. Why are we still have slow streets? Why are streets still closed here in San Francisco? And it's to a point where people, drivers, are taking it for themselves and actually going around the little slow street barricades. And again, if you're from San Francisco, you guys know what I'm talking about. Even if you've just driven around San Francisco and just saw what little areas are, little slow streets are. You guys know what I'm talking about. You're trying to drive down one street, then you try to make that left because that's what the GPS is telling you. Make that left in this one section, and then you realize that left is closed because of slow streets, right? So it's one of those things where we had to grow accustomed to here in San Francisco because we knew, you know, this street will be closed. I got to go down three blocks just to make it down to the street that I want to get to. Inconvenient, but back in 2020, two years ago, 2020, we've grown accustomed to. But again, now, we're in 2022, 2022. Places are open pretty much 100%. They're doing indoor dining now. Schools are back open. Monday through Friday, schools are back open. People are going back to work Monday through Friday, but they still refuse to open slow streets or to get rid of slow streets. Somebody posted on Facebook the other day that they were trying to take their child to school. They're trying to get to one part of the city through Golden Gate Park and something that should take two to three minutes took them 20 minutes just to get across the park. 20 minutes across the park. It's not even a mile long to get across it. It's maybe like, yeah, not even a mile long. So this is what the city needs to fix. A lot of people's complaining about homelessness, tents popping up everywhere. Yeah, that's still going on in the city. That's still going on. There was a tent that was right in the middle of the medium of where I live, the area that I live in, and the person had their their, their window open with the screen still up and they, they were looking like they were having a nice little camping time when I, when I went and walked by them. City's not doing enough to fix that situation so these homeless people are taking advantage of it. If you're not going to move me, I'm going to stay here. This one was a little dangerous. Again, this one was in the medium between two traffics, eastbound and southbound traffic, eastbound and westbound traffic. And after a couple of days, sure enough, The authority said, you got to go. But the whole topic here is slow streets and streets that need to be reopened. 
if the restaurants are opened, if the indoor dining is back opened, if the mask mandate has been lifted, people are vaccinated, people are fully vaccinated and boosted, which which what a lot of people are saying. I'm fully vaccinated and I'm boosted, so I don't have to wear my mask anymore. That's what a lot of people are saying. Why do we still have slow streets? Why still certain streets still closed? Someone please explain why why they're doing that. And these city planners who decided to close slow streets. And this is a funny thing. And you guys who live in San Francisco, you know what I'm talking about. Some of these city planners, either they don't live in San Francisco or they don't drive through San Francisco. They don't have kids that they have to take to school through San Francisco. They either take the bus or they're on some sort of ride share like Uber and Lyft, or they're one of these people that likes to take their bikes everywhere. San Francisco is becoming so bike friendly that it's kind of annoying because a lot of lanes turned into bike lanes that they want to make convenient for the bikers to get from point A to point B that they're inconveniencing drivers. There's more cars in San Francisco than there is bicyclists. That's just how I feel. So if you're going to take away lanes from us, the drivers, and give extra lanes to the bikers, there's a possibility someone's going to get hurt. And it's already happened. It's already happened. And the city planners are going to say, well, you know what? Maybe you shouldn't be driving so fast. Maybe you shouldn't be driving, you know, certain directions. I don't know. Whatever. These city planners need to figure out what they need to do. First thing they need to do is they need to reopen up the streets. Reopen up the streets. If you guys can look at a map, open Google Map if you guys have an iPhone. If you open up Google Map and you look at the streets of San Francisco, you're going to see these little purple what looks like dots, dotted lines on certain streets. I'm opening up mine right now, and I'm going to, you know, try to tell you guys what I see. Purple dots indicates the slow streets in San Francisco. Golden Gate Park, like I said, is one of them. I'm looking at it right now. It's an inconvenience. Inconvenience for a lot of us who's trying to get from point A to point B. Now, again... This has been since 2020, so we got we're grown accustomed to it. We actually know what area that we can't drive through, but that's an inconvenience. There's a street in San Francisco called Lake Street. Lake Street, Lake Street goes all the way from Arguello all the way towards the beach. It goes all the way to 28th Avenue. Now, considered Arguello being number one, First Avenue. That's what a lot of people used to call it back in the days but it's just called Arguello. So just realize, Arguello is First Avenue, and Lake Street starts on Arguello, and that whole street is closed for slow streets all the way to 28th Avenue. Yeah, you can go down, um, you can go down California Street, which runs parallel, but why are you closing it? I mean, if you're going to close that street, Lake Street, why is it closed for 27 blocks, 27 blocks. And then right off there, there's 23rd Avenue. 23rd Avenue is closed from Lake Street all the way, and I'm looking at it right now, to Cabrillo Street. 
Cabrillo. It goes by Balboa, goes by Anza, it passes Geary, passes Clement, passes California, then Lake. That's a pretty big street right there. Why is it closed? I don't know. Then we'll go down to Cabrillo from 25th Avenue all the way to 45th Avenue, slow streets. And this is the street that I, I was bringing kids home one day from school, um, from, a, from a trip, and I had to go down and drop you know kids off in that area. And I didn't realize that street was closed. But where the kid lived was more convenient for me to go down about Cabrillo than to go anywhere else. So that right there is closed. And then you have a street that's within the city, city limits, that starts on golf. It's Page Street. It starts on golf. And it's closed all the way. And I'm looking on my Google Maps. Again, this is something you guys can do if you guys have an iPhone. It's closed all the way to Stanion. Page Street is a pretty major thoroughfare. It's a small street. You got Oak that runs parallel to it. You got Hayes that runs parallel to it. But it's a pretty, pretty, pretty busy street or thoroughfare for them to close down. And it's closed. Lion Street all the way to Haight. Lion all the way to Turk. Lion and Turk is closed because of closed streets, slow streets. Golden Gate is closed all the way from Masonic going all the way to Broderick. These are just the streets that I'm, I'm looking at right now. And again, Great Highway, closed. There's a street in the Sunset District. This is another one of the long ones. It goes all the way. It starts at 7th Avenue, 7th Avenue in the Sunset District, 7th and Kirkham, and it goes all the way down. I'm That's how far it goes. I'm still looking. It goes all the way to La Playa. So that's the beach already. So why, why is this still closed? There's schools in this neighborhood. Lincoln is in that neighborhood. Francis Scott Key Elementary School is in that neighborhood. Lawton Middle School is still in that neighborhood. Why is this still closed? And again, Golden Gate Park. Don't get me started. John F. Kennedy is closed all the way from, from Kizar Drive all the way to Crossover Drive. And then there's other parts of Golden Gate Park. I mean, I see the other areas that they close down. I get why those, those areas are closed down. That's totally fine with me. But it's these major streets that I don't get. And it's funny because only San Francisco is doing it. Only San Francisco is closing down these streets. You don't see any other cities that are saying, let's close down this major thoroughfare or even this quiet little street just so we can make it convenient for the people so they can go out and ride their bikes and go exercise. Now, again, in 2020, I totally get it. I totally why, understood why they did it back then. But we're now in 2022. Everything is back open. Everything is at 100%. People are back to work. And the streets are still closed. Are they going to figure this out? What is it going to take for people to say? And, and I've seen people, drivers, annoyed of these little closed streets area that they're saying, forget it. I'm going around it. I'm not going to give this another chance. I'm not going to wait. I'm going to sacrifice and possibly get a ticket because I don't want to sit here and have to go three blocks down 
just to go to where I need to get to. So the city and county, San Francisco, the mayor's office needs to figure something out. They do. They do. They're, you know, they're worried about, you know, a safety place for homeless people to inject. They're worried about like cleaning up the tenderloin. They want to spend all this money on cleaning up the tenderloin, which I get why they're trying to do. But they need to figure out whether they should close, reopen the streets that are closed. We spent a lot of money just a couple of days ago to recall and a recall election to recall some San Francisco supervisor, the board board of education. I don't remember what it is. And I get why they were doing that. These people were spending San Francisco money to figure out how to rename schools, how to do certain things, but they weren't trying to figure out how to fix or have COVID not lifted, but how to fix COVID in school situations. You know, schools were, teachers were calling in sick because of COVID. Sometimes teachers don't even show up because of COVID. But they were more worried about naming a school, renaming a school because something that happened 100 years ago. Well, it's a different topic that I want to talk about on another day, not today. So the city and county of San Francisco, where are they putting their money? Where is it going? It's definitely not going to the right spot. It's definitely not going to where we need to spend the money. And again, someone's going to go, well, Eric, can you do a better job? Well, I know I'm not going to wait two years to reopen streets if I was the mayor of San Francisco. I know I'm not going to be like, well, you know what? It's two years later. Let's go ahead and keep the street closed, even though everybody's back to normal. Even though there's delivery trucks that still needs to make deliveries that are going down certain streets that a lot of people, yeah, it's just, it's pathetic and it's terrible. And I use Great Highway in the beginning as an example because Great Highway is a major thoroughfare for people that lives in the peninsula like Daly City, Pacifica, you know, the Westlake area of of Daly City. They go use that beach area because 19th Avenue is always jam-packed. No matter what day it is, worse on the weekends, but 19th Avenue from San Francisco Going up south to Daly City is always jam-packed, and vice versa. From San Fran- from Daly City, going down north to San Francisco, it's always jam-packed. Always. Always. You're looking like a 20-minute drive on 19th Avenue on a regular day. So what do people do? They want to take an alternative route. They'll go down Great Highway. Great Highway on a nice day. You're cutting like 10, 15 minutes from your commute on a nice day, Right? But then now that they close Great Highway, they're saying we have to go around these neighborhoods. And these neighborhoods aren't even one of those neighborhoods that's just straight. These neighborhoods have a stop sign at every corner. So just imagine you're going from Great Highway where it's kind of a little freeway. It has traffic lights. And if you time them correctly, you can hit all the greens. If you go 27 miles an hour, 27 miles an hour, guys, remember that 27 miles an hour. From the first green light to the last green light, if you go 27 miles an hour, no, no, not any faster than 27 miles an hour, you'll be able to make great highway without having to hit your brakes. If the car in front of you is driving right, if the car in front of you is driving like an idiot, then I feel bad for you because that means 
you're not going to, yeah, you're not going to make it. Eric, what about Sunset Boulevard? That's still available. But yes, to get to Sunset Boulevard, you got to go down Lincoln or you got to go down a certain air, a certain street to get to Sunset Boulevard. If you're coming from the Richmond district or if you're coming from the sense the inner Sunset district, but the Golden Gate Park part of the Sunset uh, to to get to Sunset District is still closed. That part is still closed. You can't even get to that street without exiting Golden Gate Park, going down Lincoln, and then going back on Sunset Boulevard. So where else can we go? What else can we do? What else can the city do that we need to try to figure out what else can the city do that we need to say, hey, you know what? You guys got to start reopening streets. They haven't even tried reopening one. They haven't. They haven't. And then the people that live in the neighborhood, they're enjoying it. They love it. They love it. They're, you know, like, hey, I can sit here. So, you know, was it the Super Bowl? It was a Super Bowl uh, a couple weeks ago, and I drove by a neighborhood that had closed, slow streets, and they had it set up like it was a, picnic area for them they had tvs out there they had a barbecue grill this is a street that us taxpayers are paying a street that's supposed to be accessible to us san francisco drivers they were using like it was a public park it's a public street but they were using it like they owned it yeah they were in front of their place they're in front of in front of the place that they lived in but they were using it like it was a, a park. They were like, I'm, I'm going to sit here. I'm going to put my barbecue grill right here. We're going to have the big screen TV. And then they had, it was a Super Bowl party. And I get people do, you know, like, hey, Eric, people do that in the peninsula. Yeah, I get they do that in the peninsula, you know. But on a street, like, you know, a busy street. I forget what street. I want to say it was Golden Gate Street here in San Francisco. I want to say that's what the street that I saw it in. But I could be wrong. But again, it's just annoying. It's annoying because we sit here, and and again, I'm going to go back so you guys don't sit here and try to like kill me later on and say, well, Eric, you know, there was a pandemic. Well, there was a pandemic. 2020 is when everything shut down. 2020 is when they said, we're closing the doors to everything. There was a long line again in the Target. There was a long line again in the Safeway. There was a long line again at the Costco. Toilet papers was flying off the shelves. Couldn't even find toilet paper. It was on the black market, for God's sakes. Toilet paper on the black market. Who the hell? Who the hell will put toilet paper in the black on the black market? That's how bad we had it in 2020. But now again, 2022, everything's back to normal. We're finding everything the way we're supposed to find. We're going with the flow again. Stores are back open. Schools are at 100%. But the streets of San Francisco are still closed. Why? Why? Why are the streets still closed? And I know a lot of you guys are going to say, well, these streets aren't really being used. So that's the reason why. I get it. I know why these streets are closed. Why is it two years later and they're still closed? That's the part that I don't get. They need to start reopening certain streets 
one by one, one by one. I went down downtown, downtown, busy, crazy area to drive in, right? Downtown. Petula Clark sang a song called Downtown. Anyways, I went down Fulton Street. I had to go pick up a table. Yep, had to go pick up a table. And there was this street called, I think it's called like Lapu Lapu. Filipino Street. Mabini, Mabini Street. And it comes out Lapu Lapu. That whole street was closed to slow streets. It was an easy way for me to get to 4th and Harrison, which I needed to get to. And the person's driveway was right on Harrison. So the easier for me to go was to go up Fulton, make a right on Mabini, and then follow that out to Lapu Lapu. And then I'm right there on 4th and Harrison. But no, I had to go up Fulton, make a right on 3rd in the middle of a Friday commute. When everybody was trying to get home to get on the Bay Bridge. If you guys are from San Francisco, you understand what I'm talking about. I had to go down 3rd Street. Actually, no, I didn't go down 3rd Street because 3rd Street is a one-way street. That's right. I had to go up 2nd Street. No, I went down Hawthorne. That's what it was. I went down Hawthorne, made a right on Harrison from Hawthorne. Now I'm four blocks out of where I'm supposed to be. And what makes it even worse is your GPS doesn't even know what closed streets are. They don't know what streets are closed and what streets are open. They know the one-way streets. They know streets that, you know, are one-way. And if you live in San Francisco, you know these streets too. You know the streets like in the back of your hand. But with these closed streets, you have to think of an alternative route. All right, how am I going to get there from here to there? San Francisco is stressful enough to drive without closed streets. Now I got to think of an alternative route on a Friday during commute hours when everyone's trying to get across that goal, that Bay Bridge. And I had to figure out a way to get to 4th and Harrison because they decided they wanted to close the easiest, most convenient way for someone to get to. That's terrible city planning right there. And again, I get why they did it in 2020. You guys are going to always hear me say that. I get it. I get why they did it in 2020. Nobody was driving in 2020. You hardly saw streets. There was a curfew, right? There was a curfew, if you guys remember. If you weren't going from home to work, work to home, there was no reason for you to be on the street. If you're going out and you were buying things like essential products, going to the grocery stores, buying food, you had no other place to be. You weren't hanging out on the streets. You weren't driving around. You weren't Facebook market. is something I love to do. I love to buy from Facebook market a lot because it's easy, convenient, and it's local. I wasn't even doing that just because of this crazy pandemic, because the streets were closed. I didn't do it. So I would just walk from home to work, work to home, work to home, home to work. We stayed home all the time. Because of what's going on. Shelter in place is what they called it. Shelter in place. So the mayor decides, well, you know what? So people aren't cooped up so much. Um, between this hour and this hour, we're going to close certain streets and we're going to let them go have some exercise. And again, if you guys look at, the, look at the mayor, she's been in office. 
she hasn't gotten any smaller, so she didn't take any advice of getting some exercise on the slow streets. And again, if you guys can hear it in my voice, yes, I am not a big fan of the mayor. Never been, didn't vote for her, not a big fan. But to each his own, right? To each his own. And I'm seeing what San Francisco's becoming since she's been in the mayor's office. You know, I, I've seen him. We're getting we're getting a district attorney that might be recalled. We got some school board members that just got recalled. We got a homeless issue that can never be solved. And it seems like it's getting worse, worse, and worse. Worse. It's getting worse. Before, before the Super Bowl came here in San Francisco, Mayor Ed Lee wanted this tent city that was in, in the China Basin neighborhood, wanted all those tents to, to go away. He said, don't put them here because this is where the Super Bowl city is going to be. There was a big Super Bowl city. You guys know what I'm talking about when it comes to that. They had it in Moscone Center. Moscone Center, that whole area is notorious for drugs, homeless. You guys know what I'm talking about. So he says, no, I don't want these guys here. So let's move them out. So someone decides to give a homeless person a tent. I don't remember when the whole tent thing started. I make fun of it and I call it urban camping. I don't make fun of them. I make fun of the, the urban camping because... You know, before, if you wanted to stay in a tent, you had to go, you know, 100 miles outside of San Francisco and go find a nice place to camp, and there's your tent. But nowadays, you look left and right, and it's urban camping mostly everywhere in San Francisco. The Sunset District, the Richmond District, Ingleside District, all the little areas where you didn't think you'd see tents, you see tents. They can't park. They can't sleep in Golden Gate Park. Because it's a it's a it's a park, so that's illegal. It's illegal to sleep in the park. They'll wake you up and kick you out. But yet you can sleep on the corner of, you know, Geary and Masonic. If you guys look up at Geary and Masonic, uh, right where the Target is up there, there's this big medium, big medium, that divides the lanes, and there's like a whole campsite up there. It's an eyesore. It's an eyesore. And again, they can tell you they're doing something. They can say, we're on top of it. We're figuring this out. They're just not doing it fast enough. Now, again, that tent that I saw that was right outside of where I live. I'm surprised that tent was gone within a couple of days. But this is 50 yards away from a school. It was 50 yards away from a park where kids play. And it was 50 yards away from a library where people pays visits to go read books. Yes, people still read books. And then they had to go move that tent. But I think it was more for safety reason than anything else. And I'm pretty sure that's what the city is going to say. It was more safety reason than anything else. So you can move a tent. You can move people and say, you can't stay here. You can't do that. But you're still, we're two years into it. March next month. We're going to be two years into the whole pandemic. We're going to be two years. This time, two years ago, we were already figuring out what's going to happen if the city shuts down. We were. That Diamond Princess was just off the coast of San Francisco. And there was people there that had COVID-19. We didn't know what it was like. Oh, my God, what's going to happen to these people? They're going to infest San Francisco. 
We didn't know. We were uneducated. We didn't know what was going on. We knew this virus was spreading faster and faster every day. It's spreading faster than the flu spreads. One minute you hear five people has it, and within that same minute, 10 more people has it. So what are we going to do? What, what's the next step for the city and county of San Francisco? Where are they going? What are they doing with this? Are they going to reopen the streets? At least if you're going to close streets, don't have them 28 blocks long. What the heck? Lake Avenue. Lake. Is it an avenue? Lake. Lake Street. From Arguello all the way to 28th Avenue. It's closed. It's closed. And I'm pretty sure everybody that lives on there, you got to order Amazon. You got to order something. I'm sure the mailman has to drive through there. And that was the only thing back then. They said, if you live in the neighborhood, that's the only, only cars that can go through the neighborhood. But I'm pretty sure, like I said earlier, people are fed up with it and they're doing it anyways. I'm not going to go down three blocks just so I can turn and drop somebody off right here when all I have to do is turn and then drop you off right there. I wonder if the police department is even like fed up with it. Are they done and over? Are they like, oh, you know what? Let's go ahead and just let these, let these people slide. Slow streets should be done. Slow streets should be over. I think slow streets should be over. But they don't want it to be over. They want slow streets to continue. They want slow streets to keep going. They want to keep these streets closed. They want us to say, we're going to find a different route to get to where we need to get to. And again, we're accustomed to it. We know already. We already know, but it's just an inconvenient. It's an inconvenient. That whole battle that they were having at Great Highway. So they came up with a compromise, and this is the compromise. We'll close it on the weekends, and we'll reopen it on the weekdays. Now, here's the problem with that. This is the problem that I, I didn't see firsthand, but I saw a lot of people posting. This is the problem. They said they're going to close it starting at 5 o'clock Friday or 6 o'clock Friday, something like that. And they're going to reopen it 5 a.m. Friday, Monday morning. That was their compromise. But the, what the city don't realize, not everybody works a certain nine to five hour shift. Not everybody works that regular nine o'clock in the morning to five o'clock in the afternoon or evening. A lot of people works 4.30 in the morning, 3.30 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning. They got to be at work by 6.30. So when they decided... I'm going to close this at 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock Friday evening. What they didn't realize, Friday evening, that time is a commute time. That's the time that everyone's trying to get home. That's the time that everyone wants to be home, relax, enjoy their weekend, you know, kick up their feet, do all that stuff that they normally do. They didn't realize that at 6 o'clock, there's a lot of people going home. And then at 5.30 Monday morning, there's a lot of people already coming to work. And sometimes those city guys who have to put the fence up, sometimes they don't get there when they're supposed to get there. 
They don't have that whole, let's get here 15 minutes early and let's open it right at 6. They weren't doing that. The way they were doing it was they were doing it whenever they wanted to do it and how they wanted to do it. Which was an inconvenient again for us. But I want to know how many of these city planners even go through the streets of San Francisco. How many of them actually go through the neighborhoods that I just mentioned, the streets that I just mentioned? Because I can pretty much tell you none of them. None of them. I don't know any city planners. And, you know, again, I don't care if any of them lives here. That's up to them, you know. But if you're going to represent San Francisco and you're going to say, this is my city, this is the city I want to represent, then you need to live in the city. You need to live amongst the people that you're representing. You need to not have this nice house. There was a supervisor here in San Francisco that lived in the Sunset District, but then they found out he owned a nice big house down the peninsula. But he's like, no, 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 I live there. I live in Sunset. I live in the Sunset. But no, whenever they saw him, He was coming from the peninsula. So he wasn't representing the people that he was supposed to be representing because he didn't come home to the city that he was supposed to represent. He went home to another county. He went home to another district. He went home and he's not even paying San Francisco taxes, I bet you. I bet you. I bet you. I want to know how many San Francisco supervisors that live in San Francisco actually pays taxes for San Francisco. How many? Because we know there's not a lot of people that live in San Francisco anymore. We know they all live outside of San Francisco. The market in San Francisco is terrible. It, I hate the way the word, I hate saying the word sucks, but it sucks. You can't even buy a house here anymore. You have to go someplace. People move to Texas because for the six hundred thousand dollars that the minimum cost of a house outside of San Francisco, you can buy acres in Texas. And then people are wondering, why is San Francisco getting so expensive? You ask the city people that. You ask the people who's making the city expensive. You ask them that. Because they're so busy closing streets. They're too concentrated on keeping the streets closed that they won't. Yeah, you ask them that. But then again, the question, the question I have, when are they going to reopen the streets? When are the streets going to be open? When is this going to happen again? When? When? When do we have to wait for them to say, all right, we're reopening Lake Street and this is going to happen and we're going to do this? Nothing. Not even anything in the news. Nothing. And then when they start reopening it, the people that live in that neighborhood is going to start protesting. No, no, no. We like the streets closed. It keeps our kids safe. Well, that's what we have parks for. That's what we have certain things for in San Francisco. That's why they're going to close Great Highway on the weekends so you can take your kids there and have them ride their bike. That's why Golden Gate Park's closed on the weekends so you guys can go take your kids and ride their bikes. Now Golden Gate Park's closed pretty much all day, every day, 24 hours. And again, I don't know how those businesses are going. I don't know how the Ferris wheel. There's a Ferris wheel that's there. The Sky Tower or whatever it's called. They got the museum there. How are people getting in? 
I used to be able to go there and used to vlog there. If I didn't have no no other place to vlog, I was going in there to vlog. I can still get there, but it's it's not as easy as it used to be. It's annoying. It's annoying. It's to a point where I have to go around this street. I have to make it down this street. Then I go. I got to go down this street. Then I got to make sure this street is open because I'm not sure if this street is closed. Then I got to go down this other street. And then if that street is open, I can make it into Stow Lake. Not like before. I would just go into John F. Kennedy Drive, drive a couple miles. I see the entrance to Stow Lake. I make that left. And there it is. I'm inside Golden Gate Park. I'm inside Stowe Lake. Now it's like, eh, I got to go to go through Golden Gate Park. Forget it. I'm staying home. I'm staying home. And, and then you got Uber drivers. Uber drivers, I'm not picking on you guys. I'm not picking on you Uber drivers. But a lot of you guys don't live in San Francisco. You don't. And I get it. There's a more money here in San Francisco than there is in like, I don't know, Vallejo. For Uber driving, so don't 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 rip my arm out. So a lot of people want to come to San Francisco. So you guys come to San Francisco and you do your driving here, which I get. I totally get. It's money. But then some of you guys don't know that there's certain streets that are closed. So now you're here looking at your map. Like I said earlier, you're looking at your map and the map doesn't show the street is closed. So now you're causing this little traffic jam because you don't know, you didn't know that street was closed, but you're trying to make a left into that closed street. But it's closed because there's signs there that says close to traffic. And you're panicking because everybody behind you is honking their horn. And you're like, ooh, where am I going to go? So you have to figure this out. And the person who's in the car with you should be telling you, oh, that street is closed. You have to go here. And again, Uber drivers, I'm not picking on you guys. I'm just saying, when you don't know the streets you live in, I'm guilty of one of those people. I'm guilty. I got lost in L.A. one time, and I thought I knew where I was going, and I ended up in an alley. Luckily, it was in an alley where, you know, you heard about the, that couple years ago that went into the wrong alley, and then they got beat up, they got robbed. You heard about that. Pretty sure you did. Luckily, it wasn't that kind of alley in L.A., but just imagine, just imagine the frustration you're going through in your head when you're trying to make that number and get this person into their house safely so you can get that extra fare coming back later on. But then you come to find out this street is closed. Oh, that street is closed. Oh, this street I can't even go down on. And if someone's calling an Uber, like I said, if someone's calling an Uber on Lake and then they go down Lake and they realize, oh, this is closed. Now I got to go down California make a right on whatever avenue I need to go to because that's where you are. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. It's just frustrating. Yes, you hear the frustration in my voice. You hear the annoyance in my voice. The city needs to figure something out. The city needs to do a better job in reopening these streets again. And I'm going to say it again. The stores are open. Everything is back to normal. People are back in schools. Kids are back in schools. Parents are trying to drive their kids to school. People are back at work. People are doing what we're normally supposed to be doing prior to 2020, but yet the streets are still closed. When are they going to reopen it? 
when is the city and county going to say open it? And I know you guys are saying, why are you blaming the mayor? Why is the mayor being involved in this? Because it was the mayor's idea. I'm pretty sure a city planner said, hey, mayor, this is what we need to do. And the mayor is like, you know what? You're right. Let's close these streets for the people that live in that neighborhood so they can go outside and enjoy the weather. You know, you don't want to be cooped up in the house too much in 2020 because that's what we were. We were cooped up in our house. We didn't go out. We were in a pandemic. We were sheltering in place. We were all supposed to be home. But that was 2020. We're in 2022 now. And the reason why I'm saying the mayor it's because the mayor should be, if you're a San Franciscan, she's a San Franciscan. Like I said, she grew up in the Western edition. If she's the mayor, not like she says she is, she should be like, hey, Frank, Jim, Mary, John, Susan. Are closed streets still closed? It's been two years. Why are these streets still closed? That's the kind of mayor she needs to be. Not the mayor that she is right now when she's saying whatever she's saying and we're keeping the streets closed. The streets need to be reopened. The streets need to be back. Go back to the city, to the people that drive in the city. Yes, I'm a driver. Yes, I drive in the city. Am I a pedestrian? There's times that I am a pedestrian, that I'm walking from point A to point B, that I need to be a pedestrian, but I don't walk through those closed streets. I don't. I don't. I keep my streets where I walk, pretty safe, pretty stable. I don't walk in those closed streets. I know a lot of you guys say, Eric, why did you want? Why do you want them to reopen it? Because we need to take our city back. We need to take our streets back. We need to have these streets reopened so that way when I'm driving down a certain street and I see this one street is congested and I know in the back of my head this street is open and I'm going to take this street, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. There's a street. I'm going to give you guys one last example. All right. One last example. And I promise you I'm done. I promise. I'm, I promise. When you have to go down to the freeway in San Francisco from where I, from where I live, just to hit 101 or the Central Freeway. It's called the Central Freeway. Now, it's not even called 101. It's called the Central Freeway. So when you have to hit Central Freeway, you got to go down Hayes, um, valley area, and then the freeway is right off, is right off Market Street, right? There's a freeway there. A lot of people, they go down like Fell Street, then they make a right on Octavia Boulevard because Octavia Boulevard is the street that turns into the freeway. Now, Fell is always, I'm sorry, Oak, Oak is always crowded, Always crowded. Always. Always crowded. You can't go down Oak Street because Oak or Fell Street because Fell Street's the one way. So you can't get down the freeway that way. You come down, if you come down Golf Street and then try to make up to the freeway that way, it's always traffic that way. So everybody takes Oak and then they make a right on Octavia. But if those streets, like I said, if they're jam-packed, Everybody wants to go over to Page Street or everybody wants to go to Haight Street and make that right onto Octavia that way. But Page is closed. Page is closed to get on the freeway. You can't go down Page Street because of slow streets. 
a busy neighborhood like that is closed because of slow streets. So where does everyone go? They stay on Oak and there's a traffic jam. And again, you San Franciscans, you know that the traffic can go all the way from Fillmore, Webster, all the way down to Octavia. And I know a lot of you guys are saying, oh, you're exaggerating. You're exaggerating. No, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating. It's the truth. The truth. The truth is there. All right, guys, I'm done rambling. I'm done getting angry. I'm done getting upset. This is upsetting. This is upsetting to me because I live in the city. I drive around the city. And when I, like, again, I, there was that one night where I had the kids and I was taking them home and an easy, convenient drop-off turned out to be, why the hell is the street closed? And the person who lives in that neighborhood says the same thing. I don't like this street. I don't, and again, there's some people who loves the slow street. There's some people who loves the street that, you know, I can just walk out of my house and walk my dog and not worry about a car. You guys want to worry about that? Move out of San Francisco. Move out of San Francisco. Because my street, I'm not, I'm not lucky enough to have my street closed. They can't. I have a, I mean, live in a major thoroughfare. For you guys who know me, I live on a major street, a major thoroughfare. It's a pretty much like a heart of this area that I live in. They can't close these streets down. But for you guys who do have the streets closed, you guys are lucky. And they're taking advantage of it. They're acting like they own this street. They're acting like they own the neighborhood. It's a city street. City belongs to the taxpayers of San Francisco. So if I want to drive down this street because it's more convenient for me to get from, you know, that one place to another, I'm going to. I'm going to. Sorry. Sorry. Just how it is. If there was an emergency and I had to go down a certain street, I'm going down that street. I am. Okay, that's enough. I'm done rambling. I'm done getting upset. I want to thank you guys for listening on a daily basis. I want to thank you guys for jumping on. Me here, the daily podcast with me, Eric B. I do have another podcast. It's called The Diary of the Little Man's Podcast. You guys can follow me there on Anchor FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're now available on there. We're also available on Twitter and on YouTube. It's me and Aaron Bielner who played the robot scanner on Loki and the little Tin Man also. So follow me on the Diary of the Little Man's podcast on there. We talk about a lot of crazy stuff. And it's it's cool meeting someone like Aaron Bielner. If you guys don't know who Aaron Bielner is, Google him. Listen to the podcast. You guys can find it there. I also have a merchandise shop that you guys can buy your gear if you want to buy gear to support the daily podcast with me, Eric B., and also support the daily vlogs with me, Eric B. You guys can find that at the daily vlogs podcast.myspreadshop.com. Again, the daily pod the daily vlogs podcast.myspreadshop.com. You can find everything there from t-shirts to bags to hats to mugs to stickers to magnets. It's for everybody, not just for the guys, not just for the gals, but it's for everybody. Again, I leave my links to my Patreon down below. If you guys want to support me on Patreon, you guys can go ahead and do that as well. You guys can follow me on Instagram. You guys can follow me on Twitter. You guys can follow me on Facebook. I leave all that descriptions in my my description box. So if you guys want to follow me there, go ahead and follow me there. But thank you guys for listening. Thank you for letting me rant. Thank you for letting me speak out for the 55 minutes that I've done. 
Thank you. Thank you again. If you guys listened to the last podcast I did, I did have Miranda Kwok, executive producer and creator of The Cleaning Lady. I'm still working on trying to get more guests on the daily podcast here with me, Eric B. And when that comes, if you guys follow me on Instagram, go ahead and follow me there. That's where I leave what's going to happen next here with The Daily Podcast. But until next time, I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for letting me vent. I needed to vent. I needed that. And if you guys disagree with me, you guys totally disagree with me. I totally understand. This is just me and how I feel. All right? So no love loss if you're angry. No love loss if I'm angry. This is just how I feel. But until next time, I want to thank you guys for listening. Support me here on The Daily Podcast with me, Eric B. Again, you can find my shop. I want to thank you guys for listening. The podcast has ended, guys. Oh, I'm so winded. Go in peace. This is my favorite song. Acoustic. Chill music. California Dream and Acoustic Mix by Fry Scheimer. Fry Scheimer. You can download her song on Apple Music. But this is my favorite version right now. Such a chill music. California Dreamin'. She went for a walk. On a winter's day, I've been saving war.